Welcome to the Winning with Shopify podcast, the podcast that will teach you to take your Shopify store and turn it into an automated sales machine with the latest marketing, email, sales, and social media advice, strategies, and tips from experts without the fluff. Your host, Caroline Belinska, the founder of JustAskParker.com, the only small marketing task agency for Shopify owners. With over 10 years experience in marketing, manufacturing, design, and e-commerce, she shares her knowledge and interviews the experts to help you in your journey to success. Now, here's your host, Caroline Belinska. Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast. So great to have you here. Now, I just want to let you know, thank you to everyone who leaves amazing feedback for me, sends me messages, gets into my Facebook group. If you have some feedback, if you'd like to leave a review, please do. It really does help me. If you can leave a review, it helps me understand which podcast people like, which episodes, and also helps us get boosted in the rankings. So that would be fantastic. If you've got the time to do that for me, I greatly appreciate it. So today's going to be a fantastic episode. Once again, I know I always say that I'm very grateful to have the people that I have on this podcast. And in this session, I'm going to be giving you a little bit of an insight again into Nicole's business. Now, Nicole has been on one of the episodes previously. If you want to listen to part one, it was episode 28. And that is Nicole from Modern Recreation. Her husband is there in the background, but he doesn't actually do any of the talking. And Nicole is the one that I actually talked to. So in the first session that I recorded, which was episode 28, as I said, we went through and did a coaching session where I treated Nicole just as I would any coaching client and helped her with her business. If you want to know anything about a subscription-based business, then this is definitely one to listen to. If you have a business that you might be able to add subscription, then this is fantastic. But also most of the information is very general for e-commerce as well. So anyone in any sort of business on Shopify will get a lot out of this episode as well. So what I did in the episode 28 was I just gave you the raw unedited session where I just uploaded the whole thing as it was with no edits. Whereas what I'm doing in this session is I've actually edited bits out and I'll be bringing you it in a slightly shorter version. I think this session we actually went for one hour and 40 minutes. Most of my sessions are one hour, but it turned into that. So I've cut it down into it's going to be two different episodes, but I've also cut a few bits out of there that I didn't think were really that necessary. So let's get into it. I'm going to give you a couple of pointers along the way of what we're talking about to let you know, rather than leaving the whole thing in there, explaining what uh, we were discussing to get us onto the next point. If you have any questions about this episode, because this one is definitely great, as I said, for subscription-based businesses, we're going to be talking about if you are selling a product where you have a delay between the order time and the delivery time, that's quite big. In the case of Modern Recreation, this is up to one month. We talk about how to deal with that in a very, very good way. We also discuss abandoned cart emails and retargeting ads that work. So I'm going to be going through quite a lot on this session. So listen in. If you have questions about this session, please jump into the Facebook group Winning with Shopify and I will answer any questions for you in there. Thanks again for being here today and enjoy. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. We're we're exhausted. It's been crazy in Canada. Our schools have been shutting down and we have a massive snowstorm. So 
between work and kids being home and birthdays. We're, we're constantly in three places at one time. So we're ready for February to kind of be over. You know what they say, though, if you want something done, give it to a busy person. It's true, right? It's very true. But I feel like yeah. everyone's like, here, you can do it, Nicole. I'm like, sure, no problem. Okay, a little bit of context first. Nicole and I had just been discussing a major coffee chain and the price points of how they have very terrible quality coffee, but they charge a high price point. So that's where I'm just going to introduce you now to the part where Nicole starts talking about their prices and how she's come to the conclusion of the pricing that they are able to charge. So let's kick off from here. We thought, you know, okay, people have no problem paying $250, $350 for a cup of coffee. And yet they can have these champions who are actually getting recognition for being coffee itself for like 99 cents a cup at home. Yeah, that looks amazing. I'm just looking now at your website when you said that. Enjoy 74 cups of coffee every month for 99 cents. That is amazing. Like who wouldn't look at that and go, wow, that is so cheap. Right. I, I think so. I'm like, okay, that becomes so much more affordable. And especially when you see 74 and then you look down and you see that the subscription is 75 right away, you know, okay, like this is, this is on par. I can afford this. Um, no, I think that's brilliant. We did the, uh, we were very, we, we took in the tabs. So the tabs are there now, which we think was a brilliant suggestion. We didn't even know that was a possibility. So you've got shipping broken down, subscription charges and cancellation slash returns. And I think that this just, like you said, it's just going to make the process of clicking the button to purchase so much easier for people. I think that they're going to walk away really knowing, okay, this, I know what I've purchased and what's coming our way. And you don't, I think that's what most people, they say to me, and you haven't said it, but just so you understand, like a lot of people say to me, oh yeah, but if they want to know something, they can ask me a question. They can send me an email. And it's like, people are not going to do that. Like, yeah, some people are, but a lot of people are not. So all of this just amounts to the fact that people go, I don't need to ask any questions. I have all the answers in front of me. And that looks great. That description, the way you've done it, you've sent it, that what's in the box, it really catches people's eyes. Like I'm glad you put that in the center actually, because if you left it on the side, it would have sort of blended in, whereas now it really stands out. And that's really what you want is bang, bang, bang. And that's exactly what you've done. I think you've done it perfectly. I'm really happy with that. You should be very proud of yourself. Thank you. Well, you know what? You're just, you're very clear in how you communicate and the way that you communicate, you know, from my end, it's, Like when I reached out to you guys, like I legitimately was ready to fold the business and the way that you communicated all of a sudden sparked like, okay, I think I can do this, you know, and every item that you do, like from even the website audit that you did, it was like, I wasn't discouraged. I was very encouraged. And all the things you said were tangible items that I knew how to do. And if I didn't know how to do, you were so clear about it that I knew where to look and learn. Mm, So yeah, so I have like, we just have a really huge thanks to you. um, Because we were those people, you know, we, 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 we were given an inheritance. And we decided I worked in corporate Canada, and in sales, and I was just tired of 
giving everything and making companies wealthy and mm. not seeing the return and being burnt out and disconnected with my family. And so my husband and I decided that we were going to put all this inheritance into our own business and kind of like, I, you know, I'm going to run with it. And so we went to, you know, graphic artists. We really had this vision for this company. And if you would have seen our first website, which was completely designed to the hill, we legitimately got no orders for the first mm -hmm. year other than friends and family. And, you know, I wanted to change it right away, understanding that it wasn't a sustainable interaction, but knew I should give it a year. <laughs> And then we changed it. And that's when you came in. So when you did the website audit, we had legitimately just finished redoing something. And we knew that it wasn't it, but it was so different from what we had. And we knew that it needed a lot more work. So yeah, so when you stepped in and started to give direction, that really helped. And then just even from our the first initial coaching session last week with you, like we're just finding that it's being refined a lot more. So we're excited about it. And then we're hoping to get to a point where now we can really engage influencers like you guys are explaining. Like even on Just Ask Parker yesterday, I added the 500 you know, like the website traffic. And that's yes. always been my target. That's what actually got me to sign up. But I knew my website, there's no point getting traffic to my website if it's not set up to actually sell. So we've been working really hard with, with you guys to get it to a place where we feel like, okay, now let's see and start getting traffic and see where people are looking, what, what pages are kind of having a bounce rate that no one's staying on and getting that kind of information now. Fantastic. I absolutely love it. And you know what? Seriously, you guys have done such a good job. I can't tell you. And that's the reason why I reached out to you in the first place and said, let's do some coaching with us because you did take action immediately. And I don't see that a lot. I have a lot of people come to me with the same words that you use saying, oh, I wasn't succeeding. I don't know why I wasn't getting sales and I was you know, expecting to get sales. But everyone uses those words, but not many people take the action. And you guys have definitely taken the action, which is the most important part because I can give you the best website order in the world. But if you're not going to take action on it, then that means nothing. So my job is not done until you've done your job, really. Anything I say means nothing until you've done it. So really what you've done is amazing. I think that you've made it so clear and you've done exactly what I said to you was think about the actual customer and you've mm -hmm. done it. You've made that really clear. And now I land here. I'm not scared by the price. Like, okay, 75 US and then straight away there's a big thing. What's in the box? Tells you how many cups of coffee. That's fantastic. You guys should be so happy. And the other thing is, is that it's going to keep changing. Yeah. Like not that it's going to yeah. change as often or as much, but you're going to keep on updating it. So don't overthink it at the moment. I think just leave it for now. Be happy with what you've done. And you know, some of the work, like best websites to make the mo most money are still terrible websites, but they were around yeah. in the beginning where they were already getting traction. So there's a very, it, Amazon is a great example. Yeah. It's like a terrible website, but they make yeah. money. So there's this fine line between, it's like you said, you had a beautiful website the first time around, but you didn't get sales. So there's that very fine line between, you know, putting too much work into it and not putting enough. So I think you guys are right on the mark at the moment, leave it as it is, and now move on to getting yourself the traffic and, you know, tweaking the conversions. My husband gave thumbs up and that's like him freaking out <laughs> like me. Fantastic. Yeah. Around. So yeah, we're very happy to hear that. Yeah, no, fantastic. And so um, I've written some notes while we were talking and while you were just talking, the emails, uh, just ask Parker, did the email for you? Yes. Um, how has that been? So did actually, you like I, 
I, I love it. I absolutely love it. I loved how cheeky it was. It was right on point with our voice. So thank you. We, I am having trouble. I've tried to connect with Shopify because where we're having trouble is this is the, this is the email that we want sent once someone has purchased this one product, not like if people sign up for a news for our newsletters, because it's so specific and, and Shopify, the way that it was laid out, we were having trouble just because they were attaching it to anyone who signed up. And if anyone bought like a t-shirt, if anyone buys a t-shirt, for example, they get this email and it's like, no, this email legitimately needs to go straight to the people that are buying the subscription. So what I'm doing currently now, because it's, you know, we're not getting a lot of orders right away. I'm able to go into the customer accounts and just send the email directly to the customer. But we're waiting on Shopify to like help us connect this email just to that one product collection. Okay. Because you're using MailChimp. So that might be the, hang on. I'm just, because I think that there's actually an app that does it. Okay. It's not something directly with Shopify. Hang on. Let me just have a look at this. Yeah, no problem. And any insight would be so amazing for us because yeah, we have the biggest issue where people will order. Like we had an order come in February 1st and it's like, okay, but you're not going to get your coffee until the first week of March. Mm. So that can be, so we're even, that even triggered us to start thinking about you know, what is the onboarding experience for these new clients? You know, do we send them a postcard, like a handwritten postcard, you know, in between? Do we, you know, we're even thinking about like, you know, okay, so if they're signing up, how, like, is it, is it a magnet from, you know, the coming country? Like something that just puts substance into their hands, like value, where they don't feel like they're forgotten about and they're just getting emails. I think that's a really good idea because sometimes it will be 30 days. Yeah. It's going to be that 30 days. Yeah. So when you said like, it's all about the customer, we're like, well, what, like, what is the customer? Like, how would we feel if we bought something and we're not going to see it for 30 days? And we're Mm. not like, so we, and we broke it down to like, you know, looking at what happens if they're not on Instagram, like they're not social tech people, you know, how are other ways that we can connect with our customers so that we're not, they're not losing kind of the hope and the excitement. Yeah. And that's why when I sat down with my copywriter to write that email for you, that welcome email, it was based on that. You did ask for that as well. But we really thought about that because yeah, letting them understand very visually straight away because you don't want them coming back after a few days going, hang on, I didn't receive anything in the mail. So yeah, being super clear with that. I think you're right. Sending them something in the mail would be good. Is there any way as well that each month, and maybe it's not something you do straight away, Maybe it's something that you look at doing later on. Can you do when you order your batch, like the batch of coffee, can you order enough extra that you make tiny little sachets for one coffee each? And then you send them that in the mail. So when they get the order, hey, here's one, you know, this is last month's um, coffee, one sachet from like, not sachet, but like a packet. Yeah. I don't think that that would hurt at all. We'd have to look at, um, because the and only thing is, is you don't want to be sending it to them like at the end of the month. No. So then, up. yeah. So maybe you just want to do it for people that sign up in the first 15 days of the month. They get that. Yeah. And then that might even work. That actually works well because it's fresh roasted. So this has been roasted in the last 15 days. Yeah. We just wanted to give you a little, little gift pack, something like that. 
No, I think that's smart because if we just break it up into like the first 15 days of the month, people that sign up during these months because it's the longest wait that they, like they're going to have yes. to endure that longest wait. This is kind of the outgoing touch point with them. And then from this date on, this is the touch point with them. Yeah, um, and then the next one. So in the first two weeks, it's the coffee. And then they're like on the third week of the month, you send them the postcard. So, hey, yeah. one more week and your coffee will be arriving or, you know, and then anyone in that week gets the postcard. I'm just wondering, I'm just going to enter your store because yes, Clavio, there is a thing in Clavio where you can actually say if anyone, you can make a segment of people who ordered a product at a certain value. So you can say people have ordered a product at $75 gets this email. Okay. So that would work with Clavio. So I'm going to log into Mailchimp sure. now and have a look. I've got your Mailchimp. So now, I'm would not- it still trigger like if someone were to buy a T-shirt and a sweater that amounts to over seventy-five? Well, you can do it exactly. So you can say equals the exact amount of, or you can say okay. up to this amount of money, or is at least this amount of money. So you can say or greater than this amount. Okay. So you can actually say equals this amount. Exactly. And then the smartest thing to do would just be make sure nothing else equals 75. Exactly. But then it doesn't trigger if they buy a t-shirt and that that's the only thing. Do you know what I mean? Like if they order the coffee and something else. Then the price point becomes higher and it wouldn't trigger it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because you can't do it. And I know exactly what you mean because I don't use the Shopify system for my Just Ask Parker clients because it's not an e-commerce store. Yeah, um, I use a different system. And in my system, I just say, when someone buys this product, send them this email. So it should be as easy as that. That's what it should uh-huh. be. Okay. In this section, Nicole and I had just been discussing how Shopify had sent an email out to all Shopify merchants mentioning Modern Recreation to their list. And Modrec actually got a lot of people who had um, looked at their website and they didn't get any sales from that whatsoever. And then we were discussing what modern recreation can do differently next time. So let's get into that part. And I think that's where we missed out the first time was just, there was, like you said, there was just a lack of communication. What is it? Not fully understanding what the business is. And so, you know, now we're a couple months in with you guys. And I think that we're getting closer to that. And we have a clear vision on, okay, we need to upgrade from just emails. We need vlogs. We need more social content. Um, we need to see what's out there. Like we didn't even know Pinterest was something that should be on our radar until you came along. So, mm. you know, our, my goal for March is to really soup up the Pinterest boards, the pin, a lot more interaction. And that just comes with time for content, right? Which we're, right. we're, we're, starting, we're starting to dedicate time to. No, fantastic. You're definitely on the right track. You've definitely taken action since last week. You're doing all the right things. Now I think it's time to put together a plan. I just had a look and in MailChimp, I didn't think so. MailChimp, you can't really do anything. Thought I heard something about Shopify. If they haven't come back to you yet though, then maybe I'm thinking of a different, that there, there is a thing with Shopify that you cannot change the order notifications but there mm-hmm. is some sort of app that allows you, let me, after this call, let me look into it a little bit more okay. because I know what you need it to do, which isn't the normal way that most Shopify people don't need that to happen. Yeah. You pretty much just need exactly what I can do on my system, but that doesn't yeah. integrate into Shopify. That's the only problem. 
So the other thing I was going to ask you was, so have you had any sales in the last week? No. Okay. Have you done any promotion in the last week since we last spoke? So yeah, so we released our first bag of coffee that's in the box and we got, we, we had five clicks right away straight to the buy page. We have noticed that our, you know how Shopify tells you like what pages are most viewed? Our year subscription now is number one where before it was the first month. So that I feel is encouraging because it lets us know where people are looking. Go ahead. Okay. So sorry, just to interrupt that. So when we're looking at the data and analytics like that, what we have to be careful of as well is that you're like, yes, that's the initial assumption of, hey, it's the one year that's important that people are looking at. However, didn't you tell people that you now have the one year? So is it the fact that it's people that have been on your mailing list for a while, looking at the other pages, and they all came to look at the one, one year subscription? No, the one year has always been there. I know, but now you, like you, didn't you talk about it more in the last couple of weeks? No, it was in the email that we explained that you were no longer allowed a bulk buy, that everything was going back to a reoccurring subscription. So do you think that because of that, that's right, I I saw that in the email. Do you think it's because of that, that that is why that page is now more interesting because it was in an email? It, It could, it could likely be. Absolutely. We're, um, we haven't done, we've been waiting for our coffee to come in, which is, uh, has just cleared Canada. So we should have that very soon. And we've looked at the last conversation that we had in not necessarily doing a giveaway. How do we promote and getting more information? So we're working on those things. That is the, basically Caroline, that is the focal point right now for us is how do we do more promotion? Okay. So my next question then is, are you doing any retargeting ads? No, we wanted, um, I was looking at just ask Parker. I am awful at understanding ads and retargeting ads and what to invest in and what not to invest in. Okay. So I'll tell you now, because that's where you're at at the moment, because what a lot of people get wrong is that they start doing a whole lot of promotion and they get all this traffic to their website and then people take up between seven and 14 times to purchase from you. They need to see your content for seven to 14 times. So when you think of it like that, if you've gone and put out all this great content, people come to your website once, how many times have you seen a website and then forgotten about it and something clicked or occurred to you months later or you saw something months later and went, oh yeah, I was going to buy something from there months ago or you just completely forget like the amount of times that I've looked at a website and gone I really want that pair of shoes and then I just never go back to the website because something happened so that happens a lot so what you need to do now before you start getting traffic to your website you need to make sure your retargeting set up properly retargeting is your retargeting ad and your abandoned cart so do you have abandoned cart emails at the moment yes are they the ones built into the Shopify general app or are they through MailChimp they're through MailChimp. Okay. So the first thing I want you to do is fix those up. Make sure they're good. I'm in your MailChimp account now. So let's have a look at your Thunder campaigns. You've got an order. Okay. Temp campaigns, abandoned cart. Um, how many abandoned cart emails do you have going up? Uh, just one. Okay. Up that to three. So at the moment I see okay. that you're sending it out after six hours. So I would yep. be sending that after, out after two hours. Okay. The first one is just a really nice, friendly, hey, so I'm just like, hey there, we noticed that you have something in the cart. That's a great idea in your cart. 
Um, we wanted to check in and make sure that all of your questions are answered and that there aren't any problems with the checkup process. We're committed to doing everything we can to help you out, whether you have a question about the products or need a recommendation. We'd love to hear from you. Okay, so a few problems with this. I would change okay. this straight away. So at the moment, you've got your logo big on the page. You yeah. need to step away from your logo so much, and this is what a lot of people do wrong. They try to put their logo front and centre, but you've got to always remember whenever you're doing anything for your customer, it's about what's in it for them. Okay, okay. So there's nothing in the logo for them. So while okay. the logo is good because it, you know, it positions your brand at the same time, it's actually not so good. So you've got to tread a very fine line between caring about your logo and not caring about it. What I'd rather see there is a beautiful image, like the one you've got on your homepage now, of the actual coffee because we're enticing them back to your website. Because okay. just seeing that logo, people might just be like, ooh, can't remember what this is, doesn't matter. Got it. So change that to a nice big image. Then you've got, you don't have the product in there unless the way MailChimp shows it. No, you need to put the actual product that they were looking at in there as well. So I'm just viewing it actually. I'm not actually in the editing mode, so I can't see what I can. Now I thought that because I did a test and when the test came back, it showed me the product that I had abandoned. Okay. So I'm wondering if it's just coded and it doesn't show there. Yeah, because I'm in the here, pause and edit. So just go in and check that because where I'm looking, I'm just looking in the view, the abandoned cart notification. So maybe that's why I can't see anything else. That's fine. Yes. Yeah, so as long as it's showing the product, that's great. I would have a couple of bullet points right at the top. Okay. So we noticed you left something um, great in your cart. You just really want it to stand out. You want people to skim read and you want it to have like some bullet points. So I would put a few things that are really important at the end of the day you want to entice people back to purchase like why do they get so desperate to need what you're selling that's what you need to think about so a testimonial in there a few bullet points of how amazing your product is and why your product is better than any other product in the market and how it's going to benefit so you can put this into any order you want but if you can have a few things now another thing i've just worked with a client of mine who does a cbd chocolate and we actually put his general star rating into the email. So 4.9 out of 5 star rating. So yeah. what we've done is visually put the 4.5, uh, 4.9. Sorry, I'm talking too fast. So I'm confusing my words. 4.9 out of 5 star rating at the top. So it's in the email straight under his logo. So it's okay. eye-catching. And next to it says customer reviews. Now okay. you don't want to lie about it. If you don't have reviews now, then you can't use that one. But if you can then putting in something like that, you, it's just every single point of saying, hey, look how good we are and why you need to buy our product should be in that email. So they okay. open that email going, oh, I should not have abandoned my cart. Okay. So putting that in there, putting a testimonial in the middle of the page of someone giving a testimonial. If you've got influencers who are drinking the coffee, put a photo of them. As long as so you've got to ask the influencer for permission to put it in the email, but if you can, put that in there of her drinking the coffee or him drinking the coffee or put a photo of like that month. You, you just have to go in and change it every month, but maybe you just put like a collage of like three or four different roasters. You know, here are our roasters. You know, they, they are making brewing this especially for you. Saying something like that of, you know, don't miss the coffee that's brewed just for you 
here are mm-hmm. our roasters that will be, you know, doing this for you. I make it sound better than that. It sounds pretty terrible when I say it like that. But do you know what I mean? Along those sort of lines, like getting people to go, oh, wow, this is brewed for me. Yeah, I like that. Or even something like, you know, this is only 99 cents per cup. This is the best value for money coffee you'll ever have. And it's the freshest you'll ever drink. Yeah, that's excellent. And making so, notes. Yeah. So all of that, just anything in there to entice them back. Because at the moment, you're just like, yeah, I wanted to check in and make sure. And while that's nice, it's not enticing. Got it. We because you're sort of asking questions of, was there a problem with the checkout? They're reading and going, no, no yeah. problem. Yeah. Yeah. We want to help you. Uh, if you've got questions, no, don't have questions. You're sort of uh, asking questions where their answer is no and they're not clicking through. Okay. You want the whole email to read as in, oh, wow, yes, yes, yes. So now you do one after two hours, you do one after 24 hours, and you do one after 48 or um, 72 hours. Two so hours. I think 72 okay. would work well for you. So two hours, 24, 72. Okay. And they all want to be different, but each of them with that. That kind of let template? Yeah. Okay. Now, if you want to, in your last one, you can put a discount code, but you don't have to. Okay. A lot of people do do this. A lot of businesses do do it. If you want to put it in and you can set it to say, you know, the, the code's only valid for the next 24 hours to entice them to buy. Or maybe they get a free T-shirt. Hey, buy now and we'll give you a free T-shirt with it. Or yes. maybe there's something else or they go into the drawer. You know, they get extra places, a special drawer that's only, you know, for these people, something like that. Okay. So once you turn on your abandoned cart, once you've got abandoned cart turned on, You've got part of the process organized. Do you have any okay. questions about that before we move on? Nope, not at all. This is okay. very clear. Good. The next thing is retargeting ads. So you asked me before, how do I know that I'm wasting money? Or I don't want to waste money. Retargeting yeah. ads, and this is where getting the right traffic to your website makes all the difference in the world because okay. getting a million people to your website and none of them are actually were there with intention. Let's use the example. You've got 300 people from Shopify to your website. Mm-hmm. Now, if all of them came just because they wanted to check out the new website built with the Shopify platform, yeah. you've now had 300 people with no intention to buy coffee. Right. So. Any retargeting that you do that involves them is just wasting money on those people. So okay. the less of that you can do, the better. So all of this like clickbait sort of things, you know, we know that terminology, people that are like trying to drag people to their website with some false promise mm-hmm. and there's actually no intention of that. Like if you did an ad that said $10 a month for coffee, buy it now, and you'd have a lot of people come to your website, but then they get there and there's no $10 a month coffee, it's always $75, for example, then they're going to say, hang on, I never had any intention of buying $75 coffee. So, you know, I'm not going to ever buy anything. So that's just wasting time on those people. So by keeping all of the things that you're going to start doing on Pinterest, on Instagram, keep it all genuine to your brand, then you can be sure you're not going to be wasting any money on retargeting ads. Right. So everything that you do will have a purpose and will be worth it. So then what happens is with retargeting, you want to be doing a few different things. So retargeting on Facebook is good. Okay. That can be Facebook and Instagram. And you can do that through the Facebook platform. I don't know if your pixel's already set up, it should be, but you can also upload your customer list that you already have and use that as well. If your conversion pixel hasn't been on or if you've got a list from somewhere else, you can do. And then you can retarget those people. The next thing that I always recommend is turning on perfect audience. Okay. 
Perfect. So perfectaudience.com, I'll give you a code. Let me give you the trial code because you'll get a $120 discount. I've got a special a special code that you can use. And then, yeah, if you use my code, then you'll get a hundred, or not discount, you get $120 worth of credit onto your account for the first, I think it lasts three or four weeks. Okay. Um, so, so it's free for that first couple of weeks. You'll never spend that much. So you'll get free retargeting for the first three or four weeks. And the reason why I recommend Perfect Audience is because Perfect Audience, so Google has retargeting as well. They call it remarketing, but it's the Mm -hmm. same thing. Remarketing, retargeting, same thing. Google just uses that word. Now, on Google, it only goes out to people on the Google network. So if anyone's got an ad on the side of their page that is hosted by Google, the ad will go there. It also goes on to the YouTube network. Yeah? Okay. However, Perfect Audience goes on to all of the Google platform and onto all the other ones. So Google has about 50% of the world's internet ads. They look after approximately that. And then the other 50% are looked after by smaller companies. So Perfect Audience has teamed up with all of them. So rather than putting a retargeting ad on Google and setting it up there and then doing like waiting for some of the traffic, just do it on perfect audience. So I always say perfect audience and Facebook. So perfect audience does allow you to run the Facebook ads through them as well. But I just say, keep all your Facebook stuff together and keep all your other stuff apart from that. I also find, because I've been testing it a little bit, I find that I get better results, more people seeing my ad from Facebook retargeting on Facebook than on perfect audience. So that's another reason to keep it separate. But that's just from me, from my experience. But Facebook retargeting, keep on Facebook. Perfect audience, use that for just website visitors in general. So perfect audience. The great thing about perfect audience is that you can run GIF banners. So you can run, you can have moving banners. Okay. That's the best part about it. So once someone's come to your website, they can go around, they can go to the golf website they always go to, they can go to the Oprah website, they can go to a news website and they start seeing your ads everywhere. Just today, my ads are running and I was on, there's an app called Photo, I think it's called the Edit Photos. It's like an Instagram sort of editing app. My ad came up there. I was on Reddit, my ad comes up there. I was on another board panda, my ad comes up there. Okay. I'm getting sick of seeing my face, but (laughs) (laughs) so it's coming up all those places. So if someone has been to your website, then they start seeing your ads on all of these other locations that they're at. And because they've already, they already know what you are because they've been to your website, it's more likely they're going to take action. So retargeting is good like that. Now you can run all those same ads to cold traffic as well, but we'll talk about that later. At the moment, I just want you to set up your retargeting ads because that's where it's just getting back to those people who have already been interested. So your organic, like from Pinterest, from Instagram, from Facebook, people that come organically to your website that you're not paying for that traffic, come to your website. You haven't paid for them. It's just your effort to you know get them to your website. Once they're at your website, you now run retargeting ads to them and get them, get back in front of them time and time again. Those ads are much cheaper than running ads to cold traffic. When you do a retargeting ad with Facebook, like what, how long, like do you just put a certain amount in and just have it constantly going? Like could you, okay. And what's the, like what price point? Well, you're far more successful than we are right now <laughs> but with like what would be your what's so with recommendation budget, to start yeah. yeah the budget to start with the thing is while you have no traffic it's going to cost you nothing to run your retargeting okay 
So you're retargeting only, it only costs you money when people have been to your website. Okay. So if you're only getting 100 people a day to your website, only a small majority of those people will see your retargeting ads on Facebook. It's going to cost you next to nothing. Okay. And this is what I mean. Like, so you can put your budget on Facebook to $20 a day. If you set it to $20 a day, it will never, ever get to there at this point anyway. Okay. So I recommend at the moment, just set it to $5 a day. You'll never spend that. My retargeting ads cost me almost nothing. On perfect audience, I set the minimum amount, which is $25 a week yeah. for um, my perfect audience ads. And I change mine every week or so. So this week I've just changed it over for the last two months, I've been running it about the Influencer Summit. So everyone was seeing the Influencer Summit ads. Now they're seeing something different. So I'm changing it around all the time. I set mine to the minimum amount, which is $25. And the and you can set it much higher than that. But I, I hit my target every week just. Like that's it, yeah? Yeah. So $25 a week on retargeting. And it's only because I'm going to the maximum amount. I remember when I was starting out, I wasn't even spending $10 a week. Okay. You can try different images as well. So you can test it just as you test a normal ad. Okay. So let's say, for instance, you're doing, you can do this in Facebook, you can do this in Perfect Audience. You try three or four different banners and you just wait and see which ones get the most clicks. Okay. And then you turn off the other ones and keep those ones running. So I did that with, say, for the Influencer Summit, for instance. I had one that said, come and see, learn about influencers. One said, come and learn um, Shopify merchants who are earning, you know, making a million sales a year. And then some other ones, I just saw which one was most interesting to people and then turn off the other. So yours might be, do you want coffee at 99 cents per cup? Another right. one might be, you know, freshly brewed coffee, the, the freshest coffee you'll ever have. You've got to remember these people have already been to your website. So what are the sort of things that you, you're, you're talking to them in a slightly different way? Yeah, it's not like, right. hey, this is coffee. We'll teach you what coffee is. By that stage, they already know that it's coffee. They already had an idea that it's a subscription model. So what can you actually say to them? It might even be, you know, meet this month a roaster. Right. Oh. So we can set up those ads for you in Just Ask Parker. We'll do okay. them as banners, gift banners, so they're moving. So they'll either have like a button that slides in or they'll have a price that slides in if you want to show the price on there. Or it might have like, it might change between two, two different images, for example, if you want to have two different images. So we can change the images that show up. And there's different things that we can do like that. And we recommend only, I think it's four of the, four or five of the sizes. I think there's like, 10 sizes they have on their list. But what I found after using Perfect Audience, I, I was on there before anyone had even heard of retargeting. Nice. I got on there right at the very beginning. I've been testing ad sizes all the way along. And the last two years, I just stick to these four main banner sizes okay. because I just don't see any point making some of the sizes. They're awkward to make and they like you can't get the text on because they're like really weird sizes. So I just stick to these four sizes and I get the best results for everyone from those. Okay. Should I be, we the, when I put the 500 uh, weekly visit, I just put that on. It hasn't been assigned. Should I move that aside? And then we'll, we'll start with the retargeting with just ask Parker instead. Yes. Do that. Okay. I will do that. Yeah, definitely. Because I want you to, because getting the traffic to your website, if we can't retarget them, then it sort of makes it pointless. I want you as well today, straight away. I'll send you as soon as we get off the call, the um, perfect audience link. Okay. Because the way Perfect Audience works is that the banners don't kick in until you've hit 800 visitors to your website. It okay. is cooking them. 
So if you've got 300, 400, 500 people visiting, they're getting cookied, but it's not until the 800th person, I'm pretty sure it's 800, then they actually start showing your banners. So it's okay. really good to just turn on as early as possible. Don't wait with that. It doesn't cost you anything. Yeah, you just set it up and I'll just give yeah. you the link so you get that the free $120 trial and then just turn it on and then we just create the banners while that's going on on its own. Okay. Okay, so retargeting, abandoned cart, emails. So what's happening with your, we spoke about this last time, how are your emails going with just your general email out? Have you got that all sorted now completely? Almost. We're not. Um, what we're finding is that I find that sometimes when I'm looking at the click rate, it's less. So I've been evaluating what emails get the most opens, what emails don't get nearly as many, and then which ones are actually clicking through. So for example, we sent the El Salvador, like the first release of El Salvador uh, for the coffee this week. And right away, that's people wanting to learn more and we're getting a click rate through. We're working on our biggest piece, I feel, is getting a small videos together to utilize with the emails. You can correct me if I'm wrong. I find though that I might be inundating my customers too many words and maybe not enough just cool little 30 second video or even you said when I explain things, it sounded a lot different than what's coming across. Mm. So we're just kind of working on a script that we can use that puts us in front of the customer and it's less than like a minute. Like we don't want it too drawn out knowing that people are on their phones or maybe having a quick geek at work that's not going to cost them a lot of time or have them bored. So that's kind of our focus with the emails is is more interaction instead of words. What are, what are your thoughts when you hear me say that? Exactly. I completely okay. agree. And I wonder if there can be some more feel good. Yeah. And I don't know what that looks like, but. No, and we yeah. did do, we're going to release it. It's, uh, it should be released this weekend, but we did put together a, a blog in regards to fresh, vo- fresh roasted versus what you're getting at the grocery store. So it was a lot of information and a lot of techie information. So that took us, my husband's laughing because he's the techie guy. It's like, I want all this information and I'm like, I'm bored. I'm not, I'm not even skimming this. So that, um, this is a huge learning curve for us. So it's, uh, it's taken us time to really look at how do we communicate this? And then also what are the, the beautiful shots we're doing with it so that we can attach it to Pinterest because we really understand that anytime we put some form of email like today, you know, we need to, we have that MailChimp that went out with the first bag revealed that had to be attached trust with attached this morning so that when people see this beautiful cup of coffee with Gardelli's coffee bag and they think, oh, that's super sweet. It takes them right away to the email that gives them an, explana- um, an explanation of where the coffee is coming from and about that farm. And then right from that email, it takes them to the website to purchase. Fantastic. So we're getting there. This is a yep. massive learning curve for both of us. No, and I think, I think the thing that you need to understand most of all is that these things come with time anyway. Right. Because these are not things that you can understand straight off the bat. Like if you listen to some of these people out there, some of them, they're onto their third and fourth website. And they're getting it right at the beginning of their website because they got it wrong for other websites. Yeah. Right. So first thing you need to both realize is don't kick yourself over the things that you've done wrong because everyone makes those mistakes. And that's why me doing what I do, I do this because I've made those mistakes as well. Yeah. I've lost Mm -hmm. a lot of money 
but I'm talking like 13 years ago when e-commerce was like brand new and it was a completely different world back then. But those mistakes can still be made now. And because I know that these things don't have to be done anymore, these mistakes don't have to be done. I can give that advice, but I can sit all here in hindsight and go, oh yeah, I should have known better, but everyone can say that. Yeah. So first of all, don't kick yourself about it because that's just, that's just how it works. Did you listen to in the influencer summit? Did you listen to, oh my God, I've just forgotten his chase. He's the guy that owns Blender's Eyewear. Did you listen to him in the influencer summit? No, but I'm going to go back to it today. Chase influencer summit. Okay. Day two. Um, he sells 1 million pairs of sunglasses a year. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. So I first heard about him. I asked him when it was, it was like six years ago he started. And I remember when this company started up and I remember always being like, Hey, I want to know more about that guy. And when I did this summit, I was like, I'm just going to reach out. Don't know this guy. have no idea who he is. He has no idea who I am, but I'm just going to reach out and see if he's going to come on the summit. Like I might as well try reach out. He's the nicest guy in the world. Like just the super coolest guy. So nice. And was so good with his time. And I was like, Hey, I'd love to get you on this summit. It's like, cool. And his story is just amazing. Like it's really worth just listening to and seeing, you know, he's been through it all. And one of the biggest takeaways that comes from him is really that a lot of his images so he was testing ad images for Facebook and the ad the images that he thought were working that were going Mm -hmm. to work were not the ones that worked Mm. so he created sunglasses for him he's a surfer he's a skater he created his own sunglass brand for him and his friends and even he was wrong with what people resonated with so when you think on that level that he's created something and he's aiming it at people just like him, he was still wrong. And that's right. because we get so close to it. We get so in like inside our project that we sort of forget what we should be looking at. So yep. he's just a good example of, you know, you've got to test different things. These emails, great. You're checking them. You're looking at what's working and looking at what's not. And until you test them, you can't say that you failed because you you have to just keep testing it, trying different things. It's like this, what I just told you about abandoned carts, those images at the top, um, do all three emails with a different image at the top. Yeah. And you'll start to say, look, and when you're testing properly, you've got to also be aware and people that really test well, if you're going to test and test those three emails up against each other in general, then technically you should keep everything the same except for one thing. That's the way a proper test is done. But that's if you want to do really, really in-depth testing. That's something later on down the track where you can try, you know, the same text and then just different banners. But in your abandoned cart, just to make sure that you're not leaving anyone out, I would do all three different images at the top just to make sure that, hey, this one didn't resonate with people, but this one did. Or people liked image one, some people liked image two. Or like you and your husband, you both, like one of you likes technical, the other one doesn't. Mix it up a little bit, yeah? Until you get to the point and go, hey, you know what? We're getting 70% of people loving the technical stuff and only 30% of people like the more general stuff. So let's stick with the technical. But I think by mixing it up, at least you cover all bases. No, that's great. Well, and I'm glad that you said that because this, the last uh, email that went out, I didn't put our logo on. So I was like, everyone's on this website or this email list already knows what our logo looks like. So I actually took the banner that just asked Parker made for the yes. initial welcome website. And that was the, like that image was what yep. was pulled out. So, so there's, yeah, so exactly what you're saying. I'm glad that I'm hearing this because I thought I need to do a different image. Like this, 
it can't be the same. Otherwise, people are going to see the image and go, oh, I know what this is and stop. Exactly. And look, I would stick your logo into the footer somewhere because I got an email from someone last week and I was sort of like, I don't even know who this is. I have no idea. And the worst part was that their emails was a little bit worse because their domain wasn't even their email address or something like that. So I was still like, I couldn't couldn't even find out who this person was. So just like from that point of view, be careful. It's not that too extreme, but yeah, Yeah. you don't need to put your logo everywhere. You're not McDonald's. Yeah. So people are not coming to you because you're the golden arches. They're coming to you for good coffee and you can get that story across in other ways until you actually become a well-known brand. But yeah, so it's that fine line with a logo. You want it there, but you also, the benefit should outweigh your logo. So you're just always putting your benefit forward. That's the most important thing. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. I have got a couple more sessions I want to bring you from Nicole. This session was jam-packed with lots of great information for anyone who wants to start a subscription-based e-commerce store, or if you're just looking for more advice on abandoned carts and retargeting, the next part of this session, we'll be talking about email. I've got two other sessions with Nicole as well, and I can tell you that they are just growing day by day and really advancing their business by taking on board all of this advice I give them. And as you can hear, Nicole really gets into it and takes action as well, which has been fantastic. So if you've got any questions, jump into the Facebook group winning with Shopify, and I'm happy to answer any questions over there. If you have something for Nicole in particular, just put her in the message in the comments, and I will make sure that she gets into the Facebook group and tries to answer any questions that are directed at her as well. So thanks so much for listening. Have a great day and keep smiling. Thanks for listening to the Winning with Shopify podcast. Join the Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash winning with Shopify and get our show notes at justaskparker.com forward slash podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. And as a listener, get 20% off at justaskparker.com by using the code podcast.